At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is VSIN Tonight with veteran handicappers Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back to VSIN Tonight. Wes Reynolds and for uh, Matt Humans. You can uh, see Matt Humans following this program if you're waking up early on the East Coast. He will be uh, hosting Follow the Money Tuesday morning uh, with Dave Ross and then also be right back here on this program at the uh, very same time tomorrow. So, uh, well, uh, college basketball, very short slate as it usually is on the Monday, for, particularly for uh, high major teams. Uh, really just uh, three of the high major games. Uh, one we didn't touch on, Virginia. 75-41 to 41 over UVA. Boy, uh, UVA last two games has scored uh, 49 and 41 to the old Tony Bennett style down there at UVA. Boy, that's a, that's a bad loss against a Tech team that was struggling. They're not very good. I think they were 7-0 coming into this game, and I guess they're still 7-0 uh, for the season in games decided by four points or less. So that's why when you look at the record, it doesn't really match the Ken Palm ranking. Ken Palm didn't like this team. It's it's just not a very good team. They got buried tonight. It's funny. <laughs> it sounds so stupid now. I liked Virginia Tech, but I, I think I was like two, two and a half. I missed it. It was three and a half. I was like, ah, I can't play it now at three and a half. Like it was two and a half, and then it ends up... You know, they lose by 100, but it's important to stay price sensitive. Look no further than Houston, Iowa State, mm-hmm. where there was nine, nine and a half. And then it closed. I think Caesars, it closed seven and a half, and it landed right in the middle at eight. So if you took the dog at the right number, you won. If you took the favorite at the right number, you won as Houston gets revenge. Iowa State beat them earlier in the year, uh, about a month ago, in Hilton. Uh, by a few points, and then Houston gets back at them. Like you figured they would, it's just that number did seem a little high. And thank you to TJ Otzenberger, eight point game. Houston does, uh, Iowa State does not foul. So that's why that nine can be a key number. There are key numbers in college basketball. Nine can be a key one, eight, eight and a half, because that seven at eight, with that 15 seconds left or so, yep. 20 seconds left, you might not foul, where 
if it's a six point game, you, you might foul. That two possessions is different. Once you get over that three, uh, that that two possession threshold, the seven to eight, those are key numbers. That's why nine can be a key number too. Yeah, and look, especially in the NBA, when it's above six, teams don't foul. I, I wish more right. college teams would do that. As somebody that sometimes bets some unders, uh, more unders than overs uh, on these totals. By the way, uh, you mentioned uh, Iowa State and Houston. Uh, similar story of Kansas State and Texas. The dog gets there with the spread, but the favorite wins. Uh, Outright Texas over Kansas State, sixty-two to fifty-six. Uh, Wildcats. Uh, look, somebody's got to struggle in that Big Twelve, and it's the Wildcats. Uh, uh, they have lost a few in a row. They got some nice wins, but you look at this team. They started out like a house of fire. They were, I believe, fourteen and four, and now they're fifteen and eleven. So they've lost seven of their last eight. The one game that they win was at home. Uh, two Monday nights ago on Big Monday against Kansas in overtime. So, uh, uh, Drome Tang's a bunch who made such a, a nice run last year all the way to the Elite Eight. Uh, now, they did, they just got to get it in the tournament first, and uh, it's not looking promising, at least of this moment. Yeah, and I thought the game Saturday was a backbreaker. TCU was sort of a Custer's last-hand game for them where they had a week off, they were home, where they've had some nice wins. If you could win that, you know what, maybe you get yourself at least, not even on the bubble, back in the conversation of it, a stone's throw within the bubble. Uh, they lost that, lose again tonight, barring some miracle run to close out the season, maybe get to like a Big 12 title game. It's going to be hard for them to get back, like you said. Elite 18 last year, um, where they lost to Florida Atlantic. They had that classic Michigan State game in the Sweet 16. Doesn't look like it's going to be the same. It's just, hey, it's a zero-sum game in the Big 12. These great conferences, where it, you just we talk about it in football with the AFC. Somebody's got to go home a loser. You can't all go home a winner here, and uh, and Kansas State's a victim of a very good conference. Yeah, so uh, let's stick uh, right in that very good conference, the Big 12. Uh, got a couple in the uh, late window tomorrow night. Uh, one of the featured games on the card, of course, UConn and Creighton is a battle of ranked teams. Well, so is uh, Baylor and BYU. Now, these are two teams looking like they're probably going to make the NCAA tournament, but uh, uh Little less margin for error for BYU, even though I think that they should probably be safely in. Uh, this has had some movement here uh, in the uh, late night and into the overnights, if you're watching us uh, on Tuesday morning. Uh, now, if it's highest four in the market, I think uh, DraftKings is at four. There are some three and a halves also in the market. This is uh, uh, Baylor, BYU, Langston Love, their six man hasn't gone for a couple games, but it's kind of interesting. Well, obviously in football, all the new Big 12 members, BYU, Cincinnati, UCF, Houston, they struggled on the gridiron. They're not struggling on, on the hardwood, and uh, uh, that's a tough place to win at the Marriott Center. Do you agree with this move, or has it moved a little bit too much? I think that this opened around two, two and a half, and now seeing a lot of fours. Yeah, the money that's coming in this early is usually going to be pretty sharp money. Uh, I don't always go in line with that, that sort of uh, way of thinking, but... Uh, I do like BYU here. I just think Big 12, it's so hard to win on the road. Home court's worth so much. BYU lost to Baylor January 9th by nine points. BYU is coming off a bad loss. So this is a good spot for BYU. That's a tough place to win. They're a very talented offensive team. Uh, I do think BYU wins. If you're not in the mood, you don't have the appetite to lay the four, of course. You know what? Money line, money line parlaying with something, yep. which I don't, you know, people will say, hey, I don't, I don't do the money line parlays, which, you know, you can get into the debate if that's the most efficient way to bet it. But there are ways to attack it without just laying the four. Uh, but but it would be BYU or nothing. I'm sure I, I think I will end up being betting BYU in some capacity here. Are you uh, are you dog or favorite here? Yeah, I, I lean with you on the favorite. BYU, by the way, has failed to cover uh, four straight games. Uh, lost at Oklahoma. 
Didn't cover at home against Kansas State. Had a big lead against UCF. UCF's done that a few times this year where they've trailed by a bunch. And that team, Johnny Dawkins' team doesn't quit if you're, if you're laying the points against them, uh, unfortunately, on that side uh, as BYU won by two. And then BYU lost at Oklahoma State. And like we say, somebody has to be kind of bad in this conference, and Oklahoma State's been one of those teams. Uh, and, and it's like they're not an awful team, but 11-14, and 3-9 in the conference. By the way, West Virginia uh, down there at the bottom where they've pretty much uh, – been all season but will another matchup in the big 12 with uh, two teams and i know colby dan mentioned uh, our guest earlier in the last hour mentioned uh you know t keep an eye on tcu as a potential sleeper well uh, uh tcu's got a big one tomorrow they are going down to lubbock to face the uh, texas tech red raiders uh guns up as they say down there in lubbock uh, uh minus five and a half 147 and a half pretty much the total here on uh Texas Tech and TCU and uh, uh, Red Raiders uh, after they beat Kansas they drop uh, one to Iowa State on Saturday but everybody loses in the Hilton Coliseum now they get the Horn Frogs at home tomorrow night yeah these teams played I think it was actually on a Tuesday about three weeks ago too so this is I think it was right after the championship games and this game was in TCU right around the same spread TCU laying because they were the home team and game landed I think right around the number so Again, uh, you know, it's kind of a boring answer to be like, hey, the spread looks perfect. But in some of these games, the spread just looks like perfect. I would expect Texas Tech to win. Uh, coming off the, the you know, in a revenge spot here, I think is a decent spot for Tech. I think I'd lay it before I took it. I do like this TCU team. Um, it would be a lean to Tech. The number looks about right. What are you thinking with this game? Yeah, I, I think so, too. Uh, just uh, I, I lean a little bit under on the total at 148. Yeah. I think there's some 48 and a halves at a couple places out there. Obviously, shop around. Some books are going to move um, uh, slower than others. So uh does help to have a lot of outs here and uh, see yep. if you can get the best of it, especially in the overnights where these things move very quickly. Uh, first game, like you mentioned, between these two teams, 85 to 78. Uh, uh, Texas Tech, it really is a kind of a contrast of styles here because Texas Tech, Grant McCaslin, first-year head coach, if you remember him at, at North Texas uh, where he got them to the NCAA tournament uh, on a, a couple of occasions, uh, won the NIT last year, actually, 31-7. and seven. Uh, Their tempo was in like the low 350s out of 360 plus teams. I think they were 363 last year. Certainly has better athletes and better talent in in Lubbock than he did in Denton uh, for North Texas. But 269 in tempo. Meanwhile, TCU, Jamie Dixon, look, uh, they want to get out and run a little bit. Uh, They're 72 in tempo. Uh, uh, They like to pressure you. And sometimes the pressure... It can work both ways. It either if you force turnovers, it obviously gets into a track meet. But a lot of teams like to use that press to slow you down, and, and TCU certainly uh, uh, likes to do that offensively. TCU off a big win at K State in the Octagon of Doom uh, on Saturday there in Manhattan. TCU was down ten, I believe, with like seven minutes left to go. Found a way to hang on uh, against Kansas State. So a big win for Jamie Dixon's guys. Uh, uh, small lean to the uh, under for me. I think the side is uh, pretty much correct. Uh, Will, let's go back to the ACC. We were talking about that with Virginia and Virginia Tech. The ACC down again, but yet guys like me are going to dump on the ACC and then they're going to end up with like three teams in the Elite Eight and all the ACC honks are like, see, see, we told you our league was good. And it, it, when it's been like garbage all year, then, you know, there's like two good teams with Duke and Carolina and then the rest are kind of like right in the middle. But 
Pittsburgh and Wake Forest are two of those teams that uh, uh, probably on the right side of the Mendoza line in that league pit with a uh, uh, nice win over Louisville, did not let down in that win against Virginia, and now they're getting the Demon Deacons. Demon Deacons laying six and a half. Feels a little rich, doesn't it? Uh, and, and that was a good spot. I thought. I know you. I think you were on Louisville the other night. I was. Night I, I, I wish I wasn't. <laughs> I know. It's funny. I was thinking they were one of my last cuts. I didn't. They didn't make my card. I didn't bet them. The first score I saw, I think Louisville had like a ten point lead, and they were getting 12, 12 and a half. And I was like, oh man, I can't believe I didn't bet it. And then they didn't. It didn't cover. Didn't come close to covering. Uh, but to me, Pittsburgh, this line looks a little heavy. It would be, uh, it'd be dog or nothing for me. Yeah, uh, I would lean a little bit the other way. Uh, Pitts won five in a row. Okay. I would, it would be like wake or pass. But I feel like okay. you're right that the number is a little bit big, even though I think that they're the right side here. So it's like the spot's got to match the number, right? And uh, right. Wake, by the way, off two tough losses. They lost by eight at Duke, but they were competitive. In pretty much that whole game in Cameron, terrible and, non-cover that night. Yeah, oh. yeah, it was a, it was actually last Monday night, and then uh, lose by two at Virginia. Just got a bad shot off at the end, forty-nine, forty-seven. So I, I feel like this is the get right. You're home against a team that maybe has been playing a little bit over its head and pit. So a small lean to Wake Forest for me, but uh, uh, that'll be part of the Tuesday night card in college basketball. But we'll talk about the Tuesday night card on the ice with Jonathan Davis of Sirius XM Hockey and the Show Me the Money podcast here on the other side. This is Beeson Tonight. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is VSIN tonight with Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for a betting edge on uh, college basketball, the VSIN experts have you covered. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber today and get our daily best bets emails, 24 7 video access, the upcoming College Hoops betting guide, bracket breakdowns, plus full access to vsin.com with our exclusive uh, betting splits breakdowns on every game. Visit vsin.com slash pro to subscribe today. That is vsin.com slash pro. 
Also at vcin.com, uh, you'll find some uh, pieces on the National Hockey League, which is now in the second half of the season. And to uh, go ahead and break down what we saw today on the big President's Day card, and then, of course, look forward to tomorrow. We've got Jonathan Davis joining us uh, via Skype, uh, and you can hear Jonathan at SiriusXM Hockey on the Show Me the Money podcast as well. Jonathan, how are you this evening? Wes, I'm doing great. How are you? I'm well, sir. Thank you for joining us. Uh, uh, let's go ahead and start top game on the rotation tomorrow. New Jersey and Washington, of course. Uh, New Jersey, uh, part of the doubleheader stadium series uh, this weekend there at MetLife. They get a win 6-3 over the Flyers. Blue shirts in overtime. The bread man, Jeremy Pernarin, 10 seconds in. They beat the Islanders on Sunday. But the Devils now take to the road. And uh, they have the Washington Capitals. Uh, Caps look still kind of trying to find their way a little bit. They are sixth in the Metropolitan Division, New Jersey at four. So uh, would be in the playoffs today. Seeing about a $1.65 consensus market average price on the Devs. Do you like the road favorite here tomorrow night? I do like the road favorite. You know, one thing with New Jersey and one thing that I tend to look at at hockey, and I don't know, you know, we, we talk about it more in football and, and basketball. New Jersey's at 12 and two this year as a road favorite. Uh, that That's pretty darn impressive. I don't, you know, and and the Washington Capitals, conversely, Wes, you know, they're eight and one at home as a favorite, but they're five and thirteen at home as a dog. So yeah, I do like New Jersey in this one. And instead of taking them at minus one seventy, I'm looking at them at plus one hundred five in regulation in this one. You know, they've New Jersey's won three straight at Washington. They've won four or five. Uh, so I I think it's a good spot for the Devils against to me a struggling Washington Capitals team. Jonathan, anything at the futures boards that would interest you? You look at the top of the board, you got a bunch of teams t- uh, bunched together, Oilers, Bruins, Panthers. Uh, is there a long shot? Is there a Panthers of last year that could make a run with big odds? What are you looking at here for futures? Yeah, if you're when you're targeting Stanley Cup futures, yeah, I, I like Florida out of the east, and I like Dallas out of the west. Good value in both of them uh, future market. But I will tell you guys, there's one market that I would look at right now. If you can get in on the MVP uh, market, I would look at Austin Matthews. Matthews guys at about seven to one for MVP this year. If he hits that 70 goal mark, I don't see any reason why he doesn't get the MVP and and overtakes Nikita Kucherov, Connor McDavid, uh, and others. Yeah, and right now at uh, at uh, DraftKings, I know uh, five to one to win the Hart Trophy is Austin Matthews. Uh, uh, Nate McKinnon one seventy, Kucherov two twenty, Connor McDavid at uh, uh, three dollars. Uh, another guy that's down the board. He's a hundred to one, uh, so not going to win the MVP, but a pretty darn good player. We got a uh, a a, a br- battle of brothers tomorrow. Uh, Matthew Kachuk of the Florida Panthers against uh, Brady Kachuk of the Ottawa Senators, and you said. You like the Florida Panthers, and uh, right now, second points in the Eastern Conference uh, behind the Bees. Of course, we remember that playoff series last year. So, uh, Ottawa, big price here tomorrow against the Sens, or excuse me, Florida, big price tomorrow against the Sens. Yeah, they are a big price. And oh, by the way, you mentioned Matthews was five to one at DraftKings this morning. He was seven to one. So, goal number forty-nine ticked him down even more. But to this Florida-Ottawa game, guys, the last time that was met. It was the Oprah Winfrey game, as I like to refer to it, because at one point the referee gave out 10 game miscon- 10 10-minute misconducts. He said, everybody on the ice, you're done for 10 minutes. It was nasty. It was a nasty affair when they met. Yeah, the Panthers are minus 255 favorite. 
I like them on the puck line tomorrow. You get a mi- minus one and a half at about even money. You know, Florida has won eight of ten versus uh, Florida's won uh, five straight versus Ottawa. They've won nine of ten, and seven of those nine wins against the Senators, by the way, have been puck line wins. The Senators guys have lost 21 of 29 games on the puck line, while the Panthers have won 25 of their 36 games by at least two goals. That's clicking at 75. That's just under 70%. I like Florida here at minus one and a half. The Canucks play a wild game on Monday, lose 10 to seven, blow a big lead. Now they are an underdog against the Avalanche, total six and a half. What are you looking for in that game? Guys, this is, uh, look, whether it's a team going in to play the Denver Nuggets in the NBA or a team going in to play Colorado on the back end of a back-to-back, so no rest. This is a, this is a loss to me for the Vancouver Canucks. It's not only back-to-back, it's three games in four nights. As you mentioned, they're coming off that crazy game in Minnesota where they lost 10-7, to giving up five goals in under five minutes uh, on Monday. So two ways for me to approach this game. I like the Avs minus a half at about 150, and I like the Avs in regulation at plus 105. Yeah, I just think this is a bad spot for Vancouver. Colorado, 21-4 this year as a home favorite. The Canucks, by the way, 8-8 as a road underdog. Jonathan, I see the uh, Vegas Golden Knights jersey uh, in in your background there uh, in the home office. And uh, VGK, 4-0, pretty nondescript win over the San Jose Sharks. Uh, Nice rebound from getting beat by the Hurricanes here on Saturday night. They've actually lost two in a row, lost to the Wild a week ago last Monday. And now they're getting the uh, the Nashville Predators at home. uh, look, VGK is still a really good team, but they're, you know, when when they won uh, the first seven and I think like 11 of their first 12, it's like, oh my God, they're going to dominate the West. Now they find themselves fifth in points. And the uh, Nashville Predators, slightly on the outside looking in for the playoffs. Uh, tomorrow, uh, VGK minus 140 consensus in the market. Total about six, juicy under minus 130 if you want to go over five and a half, 125. Uh, where are you going, Preds, VGK tomorrow night? Well, a couple of ways you can play this. I mean, Vegas has dominated this series. They've they've won the last three in Vegas. They've won seven of ten overall against the Predators. And they've scored at least four goals in their last five wins versus Nashville. So two ways. One, you can approach the Vegas team total at over three and a half at, at plus 120. Or just take Vegas on the money line. I think both of those are good spots. And here's the other thing, guys, on the Golden Knights. Yes, they are in a back-to-back on Tuesday night, and they're five and four this year on a back-to-back, but they're three and zero oh this year when the back end of that back-to-back is at T-Mobile Arena. So I think it's a really good spot again for the Golden Knights, who are going to be playing a very PO'd Nashville team. I don't know if you know the story, guys. Nashville was originally supposed to come into Vegas early for a team event, and they were going to go to see U2 at the Sphere, but they got shellacked last week at home on home ice. And GM Barry Trotz said, uh, we are not doing that that uh, concert at the Sphere. So uh, they're, they're going to be a PO team coming in to play Vegas. But I think it's too much Vegas uh, on Tuesday night. You mentioned Matthews for MVP. Are there any other awards that are jumping in here with a couple months to go in the season? Yeah, I think one to look at. The other one would be Rookie of the Year. I know Connor Bedard is, look, he's the odds-on favorite. He's got a nice... Six-point cushion in in the scoring race for for all rookies. But Brock Faber in Minnesota is the number two guy. I think he's worth 
a bet there. I think you can get him at around three to one, maybe even a little higher than that. So I would look at Brock Faber guys as uh, as as another option for the Calder Trophy, the NHL's Rookie of the Year. Jonathan, uh, one more game. I know it's not one of your bets tomorrow, but one more game I want to get in for the end of the segment. Two teams off very tough losses here, and that's the uh, New York Islanders going to Pittsburgh. Islanders seemingly had the blue shirts beat in the stadium series at MetLife on Sunday and then uh, uh, lose a 5-3 late, uh, lead late in the third. And meanwhile, Pittsburgh, it was Yarmir Yager, uh, number 68 night uh, as Jersey retired there in Pittsburgh. They lose a tough one, 2-1 to one to the Kings. Uh Pens about minus one thirty-five on average tomorrow. Total looks like it's getting bet to the under. Anything for you, Islanders, Penguins tomorrow night with these two both off tough losses. You know, those are two teams that I just I can't trust either one of them. To be honest with you guys, I was all over the Penguins on Sunday night. I thought it was a really good spot against LA, who was on a on a back to back. But you know, look, Pittsburgh's been a great under team. The Islanders have been a really good team to the over. Uh, the Islanders have actually had the Penguins number. So if I had to take one team, uh, Islanders, but uh, yeah, I just think like, you know, the four games that I, I, we've already talked about, I think are plays, but uh, yeah, put a gun to my head. I'll, I'll take the plus money here with the Islanders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, to a very tough spot for both of these teams. So uh, a lot of action uh, going on tomorrow night and a lot of action we had today on hockey. And we thank Jonathan Davis uh, of SiriusXM Hockey for helping us break it down. Thank you very much, Jonathan. Appreciate it, man. Always a pleasure, guys. Have a great rest of your show. Thank you, Jonathan. Thanks, Jonathan. Uh, so, yeah, uh, we'll have a lot, a lot of things going on because we're now we're looking at the NBA playoffs, but... National Hockey League playoffs uh, not too far away, about uh, 25 to 30 games left to go for uh, all of these teams. So uh, looking forward to how that shakes out. I personally, with hockey, I bet it more in the playoffs than I do in the regular season. Uh, I just, w- It just hadn't been the time for me. I'm with you. You can't do it all. College basketball, NBA, hockey. I mean, you just it's hard to be great at everything. Yeah, I- exactly. So, uh, you know. Time is of the essence, and time is of the essence here because we have some important messages. But see those and come back and join us on VSIN. This is VSIN tonight with Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you haven't already, check out the uh, the new, freshly updated vcin.com uh, with enhanced navigation, uh, improved functionality, expanded content, uh, a lot of different stuff up there today. Of course, uh, we'll have uh, the NBA primer. We will have college basketball breakdowns. Dave Tooley has his uh, early look at the NFL futures. I will have uh, my column up, actually, uh, middle of tomorrow afternoon on the uh, Mexico Open at Vedanta and also the Magical Kenya Open on the DP World Tour. So check out vcin.com today. Back here on vcin tonight, Wes Reynolds and Will Hill. And uh, I'll do a little quick primer, by the way, on the golf tournament. I actually got to go home tonight and finish that up. And also in tomorrow morning, then Kelly Bidlin, myself, and Matt Brown will be doing long shots. Uh, we were disappointed last week at Riviera. Uh, had uh, Will Zalatoris and Patrick Cantlay, who led through three rounds, and then Will Zalatoris looked like he was going to win the thing. Hideki Matsuyama with a 62 on Sunday. Uh, shoots nine under on his round and wins it by three shots. He was 150 to one going into that final round, uh, Will. I think he was about 70 to one or 80 to one. So a short shot based on what we've seen all season in golf with all these bombs. 
It's amazing. I, I think I, I was texting this with somebody the other day. I said, if my books banned me from betting golf outrights and first touchdown scores, I'd be like the richest person in the world because <laughs> I, it's been a while since I've hit one. I, I play it recreation. I'll pick like one guy a week, sometimes two, just to have some fun with it uh, and have a little sweat. I had hoagie last week. I thought I had a shot for a minute. You know, he got, I think I bet him 130 to one. He mm-hmm. got down to like 10 to one at one point, which look, I mean, you just, you know what you, you you, you make the bet and you just hope you're in the mix and hope you can steal one once in a while. They're fun. And boy, they've had some crazy numbers. What do you make of it? All these crazy hits, these yeah, you know, yeah, 700 I, to ones. Is there anything, I anything say to learn it, from it? I want to say it's an anomaly, but it, look, look, with uh, some of these shorter fields, just some guys slow to get off the deck. Obviously, there's another tour where you have some top-end talent, uh, you know, John Rahm and Cameron Smith and Brooks Kepka and those guys. So I still think the fields are good. I, I, I really do, but... You've just seen a run here. Like last week, I thought we were going to get. Now, we got a class player, obviously, in Matsuyama, former Masters champion, now nine-time winner on the PGA Tour. Set the record, by the way, for Asian-born players, uh, beating KJ Choi for that mark. So he has nine uh, PGA Tour wins. Uh, So we'll see if we get one, uh, if we get another one this week. Uh, Kind of a weak field. This is a buffer week, by the way. Uh, because the West Coast swing is now over. And then we get the Florida swing uh, starting at PGA National down there in Jupiter, Florida next week for the uh, Cognizant Classic at Palm Beaches, I believe is the new name, and the formerly known as the Honda Classic, but Honda pulled their sponsorship uh, as of last year. So we have the Mexico Open at Vedanta Viarta down in Puerto Vallarta. Tony Finau is actually the uh, favorite, the defending champion here at plus 750 too short for me to bet Tony Fee now, even though he did win this last year. This event has only happened. This is like the third year of this event. John Rahm won this thing at five to one in 2022. Tony Fee now was eight to one last year. Uh, so Vedanta Villarta, by the way, a bomber's course, almost 7,500 yards, par 71. So this is kind of grip it and rip it. Uh, very wide fairway, should be very low scoring. Only four top 50 official world golf ranking players are in this, uh, including Finau. Nikolai Hoygaard, 18 to 1. Emiliano Grillo, 22 to 1. Fifth year last year. Ryan Fox, 35 to 1. So, not a really deep field, even though you got 21 of the top 100. But this is kind of a downfield considering we have seen a lot of these signature events and these no cut shorter field events like at Riviera, like at Pebble Beach uh, here on the West Coast Swing. And then obviously not a signature event, but a very good field at the Waste Management a couple weeks ago in Phoenix. So uh, uh, could get a bomb. I'm certainly not betting the favorite this week at 750. Who are two or three names you're looking at? Ah. Uh, you know, just uh, looking a little bit down the board, I'm going to look for guys that are good drivers of the golf ball. And, and, and this is one where I think distance is going to matter yet. Of the shorter shots, Nikolai Hoygaard at 18-1 to 1 would make sense. He's already won some big events on the DP World Tour, has not won yet on the PGA Tour. But uh, the young Dane, I think, could go well. So when I'm looking at uh, one guy that's a little bit of a longer shot, kind of a mid-rise range, Johnny Vegas, who returned from injury earlier this year. Missed the last uh, few months of the season in uh, 2023 at 66 to one. He might be a guy that makes my card, but I'm going to be digging into that. Actually, what I usually do on Monday night after the show, even though we're doing it later, being moved two hours back, this is where I run all my stat numbers and like all my model numbers uh, overnight. And then Tuesday morning, I'm fresh and decide who I'm going to bet. So uh, we will be doing that tomorrow. Catch the column up at vcin.com. Catch long shots. Uh, myself, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin. We usually uh, record. Tuesday mid-afternoon here on the West Coast, so it is up by Tuesday night uh, for those that are looking for that. 
Do me a favor. Figure out who's going to win, and then text me that player's name. Okay, that's all. I will do that. Well, well, we we we've hit Simple. a couple this year, but we got lucky on the Wyndham Clark. We had to do the rain dance at eighty to one uh, when that hey, got lucky, shortened. Lucky pays the same. Doesn't matter. It You're does. It it does. Like the cash checks, the cash is the same. Uh, exactly right. So uh, uh, Mexico Open and. Uh, Matt Humans and I will have uh, more on that tournament uh, tomorrow as we. Uh, What's the longest one you've ever hit? What's the longest odds you've ever hit in golf? Uh, I hit 175 to one once on the European Tour. Now the DP World Tour. I think it was a. Uh, it was. I think it was the My Bank Championship at Malaysia. Uh, Marcus Fraser was the gentleman's name at 175 to one. So uh, that's the longest one I've hit. So I uh, would like would. Uh, you know, I've been on one at least this year, but I'm like, what am I missing here? So, But uh, Matt Humans and I tomorrow night are going to be uh, licking our wounds uh, over a kind of a shorter shot at 20-1. to 1. Patrick Cantlay uh, really not doing anything over the weekend. So uh, uh, we, we will be sure to uh, trash Cantlay tomorrow. <laughs> this is probably, it's probably good for the books, right? When these 700-1 to 1 hit because... You'd say, oh, man, you got to pay out a 700 to one. Well, nobody probably bet the guy, so it's probably right. it's good for the books when these guys that nobody ever heard of wins, I'm, I'm assuming. Yeah, I, I think it is. And and look, uh, national books, it's a lot different, like like a DraftKings or an MGM that are in so many states where the network is so wide. It's a hell of a lot different than if you're like a one-stop shop here at, at, at Circa, even though there's some uh, various locations here in town and in a couple different states uh, at Circa. But if you're, you know, like a pretty much a Nevada book, it's a lot different in terms of your exposure. Right. So, so you get hit a little bit more when, uh, when some of those guys get to it, but a lot of times they've been dodging them, uh, so far this year. So, uh, uh, we shall see, uh, Matt and I will have more on the, uh, Mexico open, uh, at, uh, Puerto Vallarta tomorrow, but back to business tomorrow night, we have a college basketball card. Will, I think that there's a play that you like in the Big Ten. We did go over Iowa-Michigan State. This will be part of the uh, the uh, Peacock doubleheader that we've now been getting on Tuesday nights. I'm still used to Big Ten being on ESPN on Tuesday nights, but it is now on Peacock. So second game tomorrow is Maryland and Wisconsin. Close loss. Maryland was seemingly, you know, swimming upstream and, you know, running uphill the whole game with Illinois, but had a chance. Couldn't make any shots at the end. Uh, Jameer Young might have went a little hero ball. So now they go to Wisconsin. Wisconsin off a tough loss at Iowa. This was a team that was like, okay, now they can contend in the Big Ten, right? Uh, you know, they started out well. It's like, hey, don't just focus on Purdue. Focus on these Wisconsin Badgers. And then all of a sudden, the Badgers now have lost five of their last six. They were 8-1 and one in the league. They were 16-4 and four at the end of January, and now they find themselves 17-9. and nine. Still in good shape, I think, for an at-large in the NCAA tournament with all these great wins over Marquette, Michigan State, uh, SMU, Nebraska. Actually swept Michigan State. Now they get Maryland at home. Uh, Maryland's been a little bit better on the road this year than they were last year where they didn't win a game in the Big Ten. Badgers lay in seven, 130 and a half. Is this get right for the Badgers, or you like the dog here? I like the dog here. Now, look, Wisconsin, like you said, they haven't played well. They were getting they were, they were getting a little sleepery, a little trendy for people. Hey, they could make a run to the Final Four. Sometimes it's not the worst thing in the world to hit the skids in February. I mean, look, UConn uh, had a stretch last year in February in conference play where they didn't play well. So if you're going to have a, a, a slump, now's the time to have it. That being said, this is a Maryland team. They don't really get blown out by anybody. If you look at their scores, they're in a lot of these games, even if they're not winning them. Wisconsin hasn't been good covering these numbers recently. So to me, one possession, two possession game, I could see Wisconsin winning this game by, I don't know, four, five, six points. That seven's a lot. Maryland plays good, pretty good defense. Uh, I'll, I'll take the seven here. Is this 
a game you're considering for your card at well, all? Well, look, I feel like this is a get right for Wisconsin, but Might you be. bring up a good point on Maryland just because they're so good defensively and, and they can keep games close. It's been very tough to get margin on these guys. I think uh, when I like only Purdue was able to do it uh, there at uh, the Xfinity Center in College Park, but a lot of single-digit losses uh, uh, for the Terps. Uh, lost that one at, at Ohio State by four where they easily could have won that game. Lose by five at home to Illinois, even though the Illini get the cover. So it is tough to get margin on these guys. But the one thing about Maryland, if you've watched some of their games, their offense, their offense is ugly. U-G-L-Y, you ain't got no alibi because they cannot shoot the three. Jameer Young, look, sometimes can be a shot maker in the mid-range, but and he's the guy that makes him go, so I'm not trying to discredit him here, but he played a little hero ball in the final couple of possessions on Saturday and uh, couldn't get Maryland over the hump. Yeah, it's a Maryland team I kind of liked coming into the season. I thought they were maybe a little sleeperish, but like you said, their offense is offensive, and uh, they just they can't score enough to be an effective team. Yeah, so this might, this might be uh, an old-school Wisconsin rock fight. They've been a little bit better offensively this year, not so good defensively as they typically are, but uh, Maryland-Wisconsin 7 looks like the right number to me. That'll be part of the Peacock doubleheader tomorrow. Meanwhile, on the other side... We'll have some more college basketball and some final thoughts here on VSIN tonight. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote This is VSIN tonight with Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the sports betting network. This week on DraftKings Sportsbook, new customers can deposit $5 and get a no sweat bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets. If your first bet loses, download the app and use promo code VSIN, V S I N, when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. Back here to wrap up VSIN tonight or VSIN this morning. If you're going to uh, watch the replay uh, on the East Coast, heading in to follow the money, and that's where you'll find Matt Humans uh, this morning uh, with uh, he and Super Dave Ross uh, doing follow the money. Matt will also be back here. He's doing a day night doubleheader 
Follow the money and, of course, VEASAN tonight uh, in our new time slot, 8 to 11 Pacific. And then, of course, we re-air on the replay, 4 to 7 Eastern, leading into uh, the usual spot occupied by Mitch Moss and Paul Howard on uh, Follow the Money. Uh, Will, I saw uh, uh, some of uh, of uh, Metro's finest here in uh, at the LV MPD, and I was like, man, am I already in trouble on the first night at VEASAN after dark uh, having to steer this show? So, uh, you know, like... Uh, Got the police rushing at me, as uh, Tupac would say, as ambitions as a rider. So hopefully, hopefully I'm not in trouble for the first night and I make a return appearance here tomorrow. Yeah, maybe they're just getting down a little action. Maybe they're coming to uh, coming to pick off uh, some of these college basketball openers. Creighton, UConn, yes. got a, a good game. Can UConn duplicate? That's a tough spot. It's a quick turnaround. They beat Marquette by a billion points on on Saturday, and uh, then you got a quick turnaround. They a tough place to win in Creighton. Uh, you know, we had a guest earlier like Creighton. I think you're on Creighton. I'm on Creighton. So it's it's not that sometimes it's a good thing. Sometimes it's a bad thing. I do think that's a very tough spot for you. Yeah. in a tough place to win. I think you're with me, though. Boy, man, you won 14 in a row, and you're only laying three on the road. By the way, I know there's a couple two-and-a-halves out there, including at DraftKings. There are plenty of threes here in the overnight as we work into Tuesday morning. So uh, uh, that'll certainly be uh, one of my best bets uh, on the college basketball card. Another one, uh, uh, I like the total uh, in uh, uh, San Diego State, Utah State. Uh, and uh, there's still a, a couple 144s out there. It's mostly 143 and a half. Uh, I, I, I like the under here. Aztecs, if you've watched them on the road a little bit, man, they can struggle a little bit offensively. They certainly did uh, last time on the road against Nevada where they actually had a four-point lead in overtime and then uh, and j- just couldn't score. And, and, and Utah State, obviously, very explosive offensively. Danny Sprinkle's done a hell of a job. This team's 21-5. and five. Uh, was I liked him at Montana State as well. Me I too. thought he did really well in the big sky. This Mountain West, uh, I don't think five teams is out of the question here, and I think these would be two of the five here. So uh, uh, nothing for me as of now on the side. I reserve my right to uh, change my mind uh, as we go through the Tuesday card tomorrow. But I do like the under here a little bit at 143.5. I like Utah State on the money line. You mentioned like uh, in Mountain West play, home court is so prevalent, so important. San Diego State coming off a big win Friday night against New Mexico in a revenge spot. You know, actually, they had a big lead. It got close, and then they pulled away at the end. Uh, to me, like you said, Utah State, very good offensively, a good home crowd. You'd think they're safely in the tournament, but when you're not one of these blue bloods, you don't want to put yourself in a position where you lose a couple games and you give the, the committee an excuse to not put you in. So I would say safely in, but it's easy for me to say it. Uh, I, I think, that, hey, win a few more games and, and, and make sure. So, um, again, you said five teams in the tournament. I think that's certainly reasonable. You don't think we'd get a sixth team, right? Five is the absolute yeah, maximum. Yeah, look, uh, uh, you got San Diego State, you got Utah State, you have uh, New Mexico, of course, Colorado State, and uh, uh, the Wolf Wolfpack big win uh, uh, last weekend. Uh, so Boise State as well, don't want to discount them. So, yeah, you're going to get a lot of teams out of this Mountain West uh, and, and a lot of opportunities at quad one wins and quality wins. Uh, so uh, a good conference. Yeah, it is. Uh, and, and it's been an up year because some conferences have had down years. Obviously, the Pac-12 is going to get less teams. I think the Big Ten is going to get less than they usually do. And somebody's going to benefit. ACC only might get a few. Yeah. Yeah. So somebody's going to benefit. And I think it might be the uh, the uh, Mountain West. Uh, SEC going to get plenty of teams, including this one, Tennessee. And uh, Will? 
I'm being very tempted. Uh, you can t- feel free to talk me out of it if you want by a very ugly underdog tomorrow. How about an underdog that has not yet to win a conference game? And that is the Missouri Tigers at Ooh. plus 12 against Tennessee. Tennessee, you know, uh, they had lost a couple games, but seemingly has gotten right. Uh, won two blowouts, uh, blew out Arkansas on the road. That team has had a lot of problems on and off the court. And then they blew out Vanderbilt, uh, 88 to 53. So now you're going to Mizzou. And and this Missouri team, uh, not very good, but they're not getting blown out every single game. They lost by three at Ole Miss, uh, lost by seven at Vanderbilt, lost by eight at South Carolina, lost by six at Texas A&M, uh, lost an OT at home to South Carolina, hung within the number against Kentucky. So it's not like they've been getting just absolutely boat raced in these games, but this is an ugly spot here. I know Ken Palm makes it 14. It's 12 in the market and even some 11 and a half. Tennessee, by the way, has Texas A&M in a payback game. Texas A&M absolutely blew them out a couple weeks ago at College Station at 85 to 69. So I wonder if this is a little flat ski spot for the volunteers here tomorrow. I am very tempted with the Missouri Tigers. I think the fighting Jeff Parles, the fighting Ben Wilsons will probably be on my card. Uh, I think so. For all the reasons you mentioned, it's not a vintage Tennessee defensive team, too. Maybe a little better on offense. Still don't trust Brick Bones. Because well, Dalton Mitchell's Connect, first. I mean, they they needed a guy who can score points in bunches, yes. and this guy's an All-American candidate, transfer out of Northern Colorado, and he has Good carried point. this team to some victories. Yeah, but like you said, this is just the ultimate flat spot late in the season. Uh, that's something to keep in mind, too, as we come down the stretch. You get some weird results late in these conference seasons where, you know what, teams are looking ahead, teams aren't, aren't always focused, the end of a long season. So that's a bunch of points. Um be interested to see if that line keeps moving. You figure, hey, if you like Missouri, you're in no hurry. That's it's only going to be Tennessee money. But like you said, it's 12 compared to 14 on Kempom with 11 and a half popping up. So maybe, uh, m- maybe you should just lock in a 12 before you can see it. Where do you think this line closes? Yeah, I think probably where it is. It might close 11 and a half because I think some other people might have the same idea that I do because the early money has been on points. Mizzou. Now, you don't know if that's necessarily a setup to come back on the other side. Sometimes uh, some sharp groups and uh, those that bet in groups uh, certainly can like to do that. But uh, uh, look, Missouri's still going to try here. You're over in the, in the conference. Right. You don't want to go over in the conference. Uh, this team is still going to try. Uh, I, I, I think... I think this could be a little flat for Tennessee, and I think you might get a big effort out of uh, Dennis Gates and his kids tomorrow night. Yep, and his kids always play hard to the whistle. I mean, think about last year against Princeton in the tournament, which was a terrible performance, but they were fouling down 20 with a few minutes to go. So effort's not in question. They're going to play hard, I think. So, yeah, that that's probably one that I'm going to add to my card. And, uh, you know, in addition to Utah State, Creighton, I mentioned – Earlier, I liked Maryland getting the seven. That's a lot of points. So those four jump out to me. I'm trying to think if I missed anything, anything else you're playing or thinking about well, playing. Well, late night matchup here. I mentioned uh, earlier in the show, of course, we were talking about UConn even earlier in this segment. It's Creighton, nation's number one uh, longest active win streak. Well, who's number two? It's the Gales of Moraga, California. That being St. Mary's. They have won 13 in a row. They are 12-0 and in the West Coast Conference, R.A. have beaten Gonzaga. R.A. have beaten their opponent tonight. San Francisco won by uh, 17 up there at USF. And uh, now they got three of the last four games at home. Uh, they have one road game at Pepperdine in between. They close with Gonzaga senior day on March 2nd. But uh, 
Uh, the Gales only laying seven here to San Francisco. San Francisco, by the way, is 21 and six uh, so far this year. They beat, they, yeah, they beat Minnesota, who's played some pretty good basketball in the Big Ten. Uh, not really a lot of quad one wins, but they've won 21 games, uh, and they are a good team. And uh, only getting seven, they got blown out at home, beaten pretty comfortably by St. Mary's. And seeing a little overnight action on on uh, USF on the Dons here, seeing at least some six and a halves. Uh, it's mostly seven in the market. I think it opens seven and a half. Uh, I'm very tempted with the Dons here. I think I might be thinking along with you and just copying off your sheet a little bit. I saw them play early in their season. Do they press a lot? San Francisco? Uh, yeah, they do. Uh, they, I mean, okay. it's a lot of things where they they kind of try to, you know, speed you up a speed little bit up. offensively. Yeah. Now, that is tough to do against St. Mary's. St. Mary's, they, they, they don't play that game. Uh, St. Mary's absolutely likes to slow this to a crawl. 357 in tempo. Very good defensively. Number one in the country in two-point defense, 42.7%. Uh, so, uh, uh, USF, though, uh, uh, not a senior-laden team. They got four juniors. And then, of course, uh, Mongolian Mike who transferred uh, from Dayton. I'm not even going to try to pronounce his uh, last name, uh, but he's known as Mongolian Mike. Uh, yeah, I lean the Dons here. That is a late-night game tomorrow. That'll actually be on uh, during this very program, v tonight at our fresh new time slot, 8 to 11 Pacific, 11 to 2 Eastern, and then, of course, catch the replay in the morning before Mitch and Paul, 4 to 7 on the East Coast. And uh, speaking of late on the East Coast, it's late for Will Hill, and we thank you, man. Thank you for staying uh, with me tonight, uh, filling in for Matt and uh, keeping me company for three hours. Wes, always fun, man. Hopefully we found some winners. We can have a nice night. And uh, yeah, always fun. Hopefully we'll do it again soon. You bet, man. You bet. We're going we're gonna to rebound from our, our contest performances over the weekend. Uh, can't keep good men down and can't keep VSIN down. So keep it right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 